If Jesus is right, then God is real. And he's, he's not distant, he's not disinterested, and he's not mad at you. If Jesus was right, then God specifically made you on purpose. He sees you, he knows you, he loves you, and he likes you, and he enjoys you. And if Jesus was right, it means that every day and every breath that we take is a gift from our Heavenly Father. And we are invited to use our days and our breaths to live a life that rises above the ordinary and the mundane. We are invited to live in the kingdom of God now, today. And this life is discovered, enjoyed, and shared when we practice the art of following Jesus. So let's talk about it together. Jesus taught that the kingdom of God wasn't something that was like this distant, ethereal, mystic existence in the future. No, according to Jesus, the kingdom of God can be lived in and experienced now. We can enjoy a daily life of a personal relationship with our creator, having his love and peace and joy and patience and power living in us and through us as we are transformed moment by moment by his own personal presence living in us. The Holy Spirit. Now, how do we find this life? By following Jesus. The kingdom of God is here now, and it is discovered by simply following Jesus. As Jesus said in the book of Matthew, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. He says, if anyone wants to follow me, anyone, meaning everyone, everywhere, is invited to follow Jesus. And the only requirement is to want to follow him. If anyone wants to follow me, if they, anyone wants to choose to give their allegiance to Jesus. But to actually follow requires something of us. He says, give up your own way and take up your cross and follow me. And the wording is, be consistently following me. And this, I think, is what so many who claim the title of Jesus follower miss. And we miss it because either, you know, we just don't know how to do it or we don't know what to do, or we, we think it's too much work, or it's too hard, or, you know, we're too busy, or our routines are just too set. And maybe, you know, that type of following, that really intense, it's, that's just for those holy people. And besides, you know, yes, this Jesus stuff, is, like, this Jesus thing's pretty great, but I don't want to be, like, a nut about it. Here's the thing. Following Jesus is not difficult, but it is all-consuming. It is not burdensome, but it requires us to completely change our lives. And that's why we've been studying the art of following Jesus, doing the things he did so we can effortlessly live like he lived. And then we follow him in his purpose of seeking and saving the lost and bringing the kingdom of God to earth now, creating a, a rhythm in our lives that allows us to work with the Holy Spirit of God in whatever we are doing with whoever we are with. And Jesus offers us extraordinary lives. But too often, we settle for normal and, and typical and routine and, and, and boring. And maybe we wake up one day and it's, it's been 20 years. And, you know, maybe we had some good times, but we've never really experienced the life Jesus offers. And we've really had no impact on the world or the kingdom of God. Listen, you are invited to so much more. Like, try to wrap your mind around this. If you are a Jesus follower, Jesus himself, God in a body who died and rose again, is personally inviting you to participate in his life's mission to restore humanity back to their place in his family. 
And that humanity is not just some faceless crowd. That humanity is your parents, your brother, your sister, your kids, your kids' friends' parents, your grandkids, your neighbors, your coworkers, your teachers, your friends, even your barista. We have an extraordinary opportunity to live extraordinary lives for, an ext for the most extraordinary purpose. But if we want to have untypical lives, we have to commit to doing untypical things, which is exactly what Jesus said in one of his most famous teachings. In the book of Matthew, Matthew was one of Jesus' followers. He's the former tax collector, and he wrote a biography of Jesus' life. And in that biography, he recorded what we call the Sermon on the Mount, probably like the most famous collection of Jesus' teachings in one place. And in this collection of teachings, he describes his purpose for those who follow him. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Jesus' followers together are the light of the world. And I love this imagery of light because it's just so powerful because light does so much and light itself is just so powerful. Like first, light lets us see reality. And the reality is that every single human, your mom, your neighbor, your coworker, are created in the image of God. Every single human is a beloved child of their heavenly father. And at every moment, he is pursuing us with his perfect love and acceptance. We are not alone. We are not forgotten. We have never run too far or fallen so deep that he won't find us, that he won't rescue us, that he won't restore us to our intended place in his family. And Jesus followers, get this, Jesus followers have the privilege of being the people who get to shine the light on that reality for the rest of the world. Now, light also helps us find our way, right? When things are so dark, we don't know where to go. We turn on the light. We, we shine our flashlight and we can see our path back home. Jesus followers are guides leading those around us back home to our Heavenly Father. We help people see the steps to take, the path to follow. We, we, we shine the light to remove every obstacle that keeps someone from finding their way. And third, light removes darkness, right? And the world, this world can, can be dark. It can be scary. It can be a lonely place. But Jesus' followers can bring a light that banishes that darkness. We were made to chase darkness from the lives of those around us and replace it with life and love and hope and joy and peace. Now notice, when Jesus said this, he didn't say, you should be the light of the world. And he didn't say, you know, guys, listen, try to be the light of the world. And when you can't do it, you should feel guilty because you're not a good Christian. Or he didn't say, you know, sit back and hope someday to be the light of the world. No, he said, you are the light of the world. When we follow Jesus, we can't help but become the light of the world. And when we practice the art of following Jesus, when we choose to follow, or when we choose to practice what Jesus practiced, it lets us work with the Holy Spirit who changes us and transforms our lives to be the light of the world. So what does that actually look like? No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Let your light shine. Let your good deeds shine out. Why? So people think that you're great and they, and they want to be your friend. No. So everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Jesus' followers shine so that others may see Jesus. That's why we've spent the last nine weeks talking about the art of following 
Jesus. And back in the first part, if you can remember that, we said mature Jesus following isn't just for the good of the Jesus follower. It's for the good of everyone. We don't follow Jesus just so we can have some happy me and Jesus time and and maybe, you know, sin a little less. No, we practice following Jesus so our light can point people to Jesus. So we can participate in God's purpose for the world. As we enjoy the life Jesus offers, we are billboards advertising the life Jesus offers everyone. And so we've looked at eight, and there are, there are many more practices, but we've looked at eight practices that help us live as active followers of Jesus. We practice silence, solitude, and prayer so we can know the Holy Spirit, so we can hear him, so we can talk with him and have him start shaping our hearts and growing that light we have to shine. And when we hear him, we discover his heart and his purpose, which is seeking and saving the lost. And so we take steps to purposely practice having outwardly focused lives together. If you remember that radio tower we talked about, about how CrossGreet helps grow our outward focus together to shine our light together. And we study Jesus. We study his life and how he has interacted with others to learn what he did and why he did it and what he said and why he said it so that acting and speaking like Jesus starts to become our second nature so that we can bring true light into whatever darkness people find themselves in. And we practice serving others on purpose and becoming a blessing people to bring Jesus's love to those around us, to bring Jesus's light and help lift the burdens that life puts on us. And then we practice generosity and frugality to train our hearts to be set on the kingdom of God, to make his purpose our purpose. And so we invest in the mission of guiding others on their journeys to Jesus. And we practice hospitality and eating and drinking with people to shine a light on the reality that Jesus accepts and identifies with all of us. And as we practice worship, we shine a light on how great and awesome and loving and powerful God is. And we shine a light on how generous and good he is by practicing celebration and enjoying what he has given us and inviting others to join in that celebration. And yes, we absolutely benefit by creating these rhythms and applying these practices to our lives. But more than that, these practices allow us to work with the Holy Spirit to shape us into lights that will point to Jesus and how to experience the life he offers. How? Well, it's exactly what Peter wrote in his letter, 1 Peter. See, after explaining what, what it would look like for his readers to be a light in their first century culture, he says, hmm. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. See, when you worship Jesus with your life and are truly following or practicing the art of following Jesus, people notice how you live and they start asking questions. Like, what's, what's different about you? Why do you seem to enjoy life so much? Why do you love each other so much? Why do you love me so much? Why do you seem not to care about getting ahead, but you work so hard to help others succeed? And why do you seem so peaceful and confident? And why aren't you caught up in all the noise around us that everyone else is caught up in? See, the goal of practicing the art of following Jesus is to learn how to live a questionable life. So what does living a questionable life look like in our culture? Well, unfortunately, as pastor and author Michael Frost wrote, it is not living a fine, upstanding, middle-class lifestyle in the suburbs. That's what everyone's trying to do. If we want to have a light that stands out, 
We have to do things that stand out. And there are as many ways to do that as there are stars in the sky. But I think at the core are the things we have talked about in this series. So, as the last episode of the series, here is my final invitation. Don't let what we've talked about in this whole series become just another series that we move on from and forget. This is the invitation. Make practicing the art of following Jesus the rhythm of your life. Take time to practice silence, solitude, and prayer. Commit to being outwardly focused together. Commit to a step on that radio tower. Purposely and regularly study Jesus. The four Gospels is the best place to start, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Practice blessing three people a week. Take steps to be generous toward the mission of the church. Eat and drink with at least three people a month. Find times and ways to worship God for who he is and what he has done. And purposely choose to enjoy what God has given you as a celebration of the goodness and care. We've actually created a downloadable PDF that you can download and use as a reminder. You can put it on your fridge to remind yourself how you can practice the art of following Jesus. Now question, which of these eight do you think you know, you're strongest in? Which of these seem most natural for you? Awesome. Keep it up. Keep going. Now, which seem you know, more difficult? Well, if that's the case, then initiate a plan to make those a habit. Maybe use this list as a guide to help you in your, in your prayer time, right? Like two birds with one stone. You can have your silent solitude and prayer and pray about practicing the art of following Jesus. I mean, for me lately, I've been, I think, pretty bad at eating and drinking with people and purposely taking time to celebrate, just been like working, working, working. So I'm going to purposely make a plan to help me do those things. And I, I'm looking forward to it. it sounds kind of fun. But I am telling you, if these things become part of who we are, if we hold these few things up as what we are going to practice as Jesus followers together, we would shine a light so bright that as our lives were inevitably transformed by Jesus, Jesus would absolutely use us to change the lives of those around us. Now, if you've been waiting for something to move you, if you've been waiting for the right time to take a step, this is your invitation. It's time. Don't miss another day. Commit to the journey. Commit your life to the king who lived and died to give you true life. If not now, when? Every day and every breath is a gift from our Heavenly Father. He wants us to enjoy the life he has given us and use it for the greatest purpose in the cosmos. At my funeral, I don't want people to say, well, you know, he was a hard worker and then he retired and, and then kind of just did whatever he could to keep from being bored. I want people to say that when he was in the room, you knew you were loved. He showed me who Jesus is, not just with his words, but by how he lived his life. I want my kids to know who Jesus is, not just because of what I tell them, but because of what they experience on a daily basis from their human father. I want our community at large to be so impacted and loved by our church community that if we ever had to leave for any reason, they would beg us to stay. Our neighbors are created in the image of God. They are his beloved children, and many don't know it. Many have never had someone shine the light to show them the reality of who they are, to show them the way back to their father, to chase the darkness from their lives. And as Jesus followers, we are that light. And we discover our purpose and grow more and more as we purposely apply these practices to our lives. 
The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how we started this series, and that's how we're going to end it. The, think about it. The way of Jesus spread so quickly in the first century that historians still are kind of trying to figure out, like, how did that happen? Well, you want to know how it happened? Hundreds and thousands of individual Jesus followers of every ethnicity, of every gender, nationality, economic status, and age lived such questionable lives that people's curiosity was evoked. And when they asked why people lived this way, they found Jesus. And it can happen again. When we practice the art of following Jesus, our questionable lives will shine the light of Jesus and change the world around us. online, on the YouTubes, or on the podcast, or through our Instagram or Facebook channels. We're so glad you did, and we would love to know that you've been tuning in, even if this is your first time. You can use our welcome form on the webpage. It's super easy, and you can only share whatever information you feel like sharing, and it's just a great way to ask questions, or ask for prayer, or get a free Bible. Um, let us know what you need, and we'd love to start a conversation with you. So the welcome form is an easy way, yourcrosscreek.com slash welcome. If you're in Salem locally, we meet at 4.30 on Sundays. We'd love to see you in person uh, whenever you can make it. And there's information on the website about our location and any frequently asked questions you might have. Um, we also have small groups that meet in person. So if you've been watching online or visiting us in person for a while and haven't joined a connect group, uh, it's really easy to get information about that or just sign up yourcrosscreek.com slash connect. Thanks again for watching or listening on the podcast and we'll see you next week.